our seven dollars a month. So shout out to everybody that's paying and, and that's uh allowing us to buy bottles and, and drink from kickback cups and shit. So shout out to y'all. And um having said that, um, what's the name of the podcast, JB? Nigga. It's called a pod named Kickback. A pod named Kickback. It's like a tribe called Quest. You You say the whole thing. Welcome to a pod named Kickback, also known as the Black CNN. And Mel, you better remember this. And the revolution will be be televised. I'm no breaks new to Righteous Ratchet. If you throw it, I'll catch it. If you got it, I'll match it. Every Monday. Monday. We right back at it. I am the Black Savage. What up, what up, up, y'all? It's JB Frank. I'm that gangster geek representing. Well, sorry, I fucked that up. I (laughs) fucked that up. Coming at you every goddamn Monday. There it is. Representing NWA, Nerds with Attitude. Happy Monday, everybody. We're bringing on today a special guest, one of our formal co-host to the kickback a friend a sister somebody who has been with us riding with us a pain in the ass don't forget pain in the ass yeah well because she does disagree (laughs) she does disagree sometimes respectful disagreement is how you communicate and move forward and mel has always been one of our key thought leaders for us what's up so mellow thank you introduce yourself introduce yourself can I introduce myself? What's up? It's Melanie Dion, a.k.a. So Mellow, a.k.a. the Queen of Creeps, the breaker of men, the Queen of Creeps, a.k.a. the Conscious Creep. I actually got it out today. Yay! Hey! There you go. There you go. I had to write it down because I couldn't remember. Oh, you were seen. <laughs> you were seen. And, and, and before we go on, um, Patty, not, not, not Patty Patty, but uh, Chatty Patty. Yeah. Uh, she she made a point to say that um, she loves you, she loves your mind, um, she loves the fact that we introduce you her to you, and we always have the best women in our lives. And she noticed it, and she is so appreciative. She says she saw the message where I said that you kind of got us started on this way of thinking, and she said that she is so appreciative that you actually had that conversation with us to get us where we are. And she loved you to death. Thank she, you, Patty. She made I appreciate me. you, girl. Because I, I listen. You like one of my Facebook BFFs, okay? Like I definitely <laughs> be following you, keeping up on your life. So thank you. I really appreciate the compliments. Yeah, she really was like, I, I love her, and you better tell her. I was like, I'm going to tell her. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> so we we brought a uh, male on this week. Because the topic of the show is protect black women. Absolutely. And usually we, you know, we do all the stories of the week. And then, you know, we may have a think piece here and there, a question of the week here and there. But this show is going to be a little different. We're going to spend a little bit of time on the topics of the week. Yep. And we're going to spend a bulk of the show on the concept of protecting black women. And we didn't want to do it by ourselves. We needed a black woman here to correct us when we get, get it wrong, to add what we may forget unintentionally to remind us of what we may neglect and, uh, and it helps steer us in the right direction in case we get lost. And this isn't like an admission of like we're stupid or we don't know what's going on, but it's just that it will be, I think it will be very tone deaf 
to have this conversation without a black woman present. Absolutely. This is journalism with integrity, right? Because how are you, how the fuck are you going to talk about a situation related to a certain group of people, uh, uh, related to a certain representative group of people that you don't represent without having one of those individuals actually in place to help crystallize that perspective? You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? That is just... It, it, bother, it bugs the shit out of me when you go on TV and you see two white people talking about Black Lives Matter. It's like, really, right. nigga? Like, really? Like, so having you here is is us paying. Is it's 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 the start of us making sure that we do this the right way. You know what I'm saying? Hey, Tyler Perry needs to take a note from this because he damn sure be writing shows and movies from the black woman's perspective, and he is not a black woman. But okay. Well, that's, that's debatable. That's debatable. Whether or not he's a black woman. That, that's, debatable. <laughs> no, no. that's debatable. <laughs> no. Now, shout out to Tyler Burry. Shout out Tyler. Tyler is just jokes. It's, I still need a job, Tyler. It's, these are jokes. Sit on that ass. Love you, right love you for what you're doing. Not a black woman. Thank you. Love you for what you're doing in Atlanta. And he may be a black. He may be a trans woman. Well, we'll get into that. We'll, we'll talk about that later. But, um, Patty said, oh, my face, love y'all so much. Ron said that, um, I, I guess, Mel helped school him on rape culture by watching this show, watching his podcast. When we had the episode Rape Culture in America two, three years ago, people are saying that that conversation helped them understand it. And you were a big part of that, Mel. Yeah. So shout out to you. Damn, y'all. Thank you. <laughs> thank I, mean, you it, I mean, it was my idea. I was the evolved one that decided to bring that to the platform. But I didn't have the information, so I had to go to mail and ask her what, how to do it. <laughs> Journal, journalism with integrity. You don't you don't jump up on on a podcast and start talking about black women women without having a black woman there to express the real pr perspective. We can talk to you about how black men feel about black woman women, but I'm not about to sit here and say that I'm gonna, you know, speak for them or even speak as one of them. You know what I'm saying? Facts. You can't do that. Facts can't. And since we can't speak for them or as one of them, we do have a black woman here with us today, so mellow, and we're going to do our job to convey the conversations we've had. I've been having conversations with Patty, with Mel, um, Akua. I've had conversations with, I know I'm saying people's names on the podcast, but I, I've been talking to you. I've had conversations with several black women this week about certain things that have been going on, but the thing about it was, it started before these videos came out. Before we saw the woman get hit with a skateboard, before we saw the woman being thrown in a dumpster, before we saw the woman being attacked outside of a Mercedes-Benz Center and couldn't even get in her car, before that, the conversation started in our Facebook group, a pod named Kickback, on Monday. I think it was Monday evening or Tuesday where Patty sent me the video um, from On Mother's Podcast sent me a video of the black woman being thrown into the dumpster. Mm -hmm. Now, I believe, and she'll check me if I'm wrong here, I believe that I was already on the right side and already saying the right things. But when she showed me that video, it, it kind of pushed me over the top. And I, so I've been having this conversation all week, and I decided, like, by Wednesday or Thursday, this episode would be dedicated to the concept of protecting black women. And there's a lot involved in that, and we're going to go all the way into it. We're not going to play with it. We are going to have the uncomfortable conversation. Yes. We're going to do it. But first, we want to kind of get to or we'll get through some of the earlier topics of the week. And um, JB, do you have the topics? Yeah, I got them right here. Excellent. Brother. Excellent. 
So we'll, we always start with Hallow. So let's start with Hallow. Um, my high of the week was um, figuring out. Let me like we're moving. You know, you know, me and JB always live in the same vicinity. It's my brother. We 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 we, we keep the family together. His kids and my god kids. And we went and looked at some some properties, some areas, and we 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 have narrowed it down. We know exactly where we're going. And that was my high of the week to figure it out to see that I love the spot and it felt good about it. That was my high. Getting the fuck out of Sandy Springs. Love you, Sandy Springs, but we got to fucking go. Um, that was my personal high. My personal low of the week was with all the work I do, all the effort I put in, all of the thinking, all of the consideration, all of the concern, all of the empathy that I had put forth as far as uh, relating to my black sisters, realizing that I still was coming up short. Like, God damn. Like I like, and I, I'm not blaming anybody but myself. It was just the harsh reality. Yes, you do a lot. Great, good kudos to you, New. You can still do more. And when I look myself in the mirror and realize I need to do a lot more, I was like, oh man, I really thought I was killing it. I thought I was on my game. I thought I was the shining example. And then I got smacked with the truth that, good job, do more. And I accept the challenge, and that's why we're doing the show. Yeah, you couldn't have put it any better, New. Um, my low of this week reflected yours. However, my perspective was a little different because, you know, as, as par for the course, when you got the video, you immediately shot it to me, right? Yep. Um, you know, so then um, I took a look at it. We both, you know, we both watched in horror, and then we had a conversation about it and then the subsequent conversations that you had been having on Facebook and that was a real real low for me because number one it was a wake-up call because there has to be you know you you have to feel a little guilt in that yeah. situation because um, part of you part of you has to legitimately ask yourself if you were in that situation, if you were a bystander in that situation, would you step up and say, Oh, don't do that shit. And potentially get your ass whooped bad. Or was, killed. Yeah. It was a bunch of them motherfuckers out there. Would you, would you do that? You know? So it was a gut check for me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, that gut check happened for me. And then to also step back and say, God damn, niggas, all the good work that, you know, New and myself and, and Jeremy from Germany and Jay Billions and, and, F. and, and, and F Five. and Shmee and Coffee, you know, all of the good things that we do, the way we try and edify our women, support our women. You go out here, you do this fuck shit. And now we got to deal with this shit now because of your dumb ass bullshit. Cut that stupid, like, that really was a low for me because it pissed me the fuck off. Like, pissed me off. Yeah. Um, my high for this week was uh, today, Father's Day. I had, I had a glorious Father's Day. I was able to spend a ton of time with my kids. We got out there and grilled and cooked. Kel made me some burgers today for Father's Day. They were delicious. You know, we got to hang out and be together goddamn all day. And 
that that's that's a father's dream. You know, I was standing over the grill, smoking my eyes, cooking and shit. But, you know, that's a, a cold beer in my hand and my kids and my and the dogs around me. That that's a great father's day for me. You know, so that was my yeah. high of the week. Yeah. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Um, we love you. We appreciate you. I know uh, damn near nothing but great fathers. So shout out to y'all. Happy Father's Day to y'all. Mel, what is your high and low of the week? Um, sorry, I keep sneezing. Hold on. That's because you be potty. That's like Corona. Excuse me. Bless you. Uh, my high of the week was also my low of the week. Um, it's my birthday. <laughs> it was my birthday on Thursday. <laughs> Thank you, Shim. Um, <laughs> it was my birthday this week, this past Thursday. And um, 71, right? 71? Anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so while that's supposed to be a joyous occasion, it kind of sucked because of COVID and not being able to do things like how I would normally be able to do them. Um, which, like, because I wasn't... Eh, it's a roundabout way to get to the end the conversation we're about to have later. But, um, yeah, talking to male friends and... Uh, I'm going to say friends in quotes and just having uncomfortable conversations with them. <laughs> that was the low. Which could also be viewed as a high, but whatever. The highs, the highs and lows are the same. So I, I actually understand that. Yeah. I, I, I know what you mean. Yeah, you're able to have the conversation, which is a high, but maybe not get the results you wanted, which is probably a low. Is yeah. That yeah. Okay. Okay. And I know you've been going through it this week, Mel. So I want you to, you know, to be in a comfortable space. We love you. We here with you. And I don't want you to, you know, don't be uncomfortable. If you get upset. It's okay. If you get angry, it's okay. If you gotta fucking cry, it's okay. I, yeah. I, you let me get a peek into what you've been going through, and it's okay for you to feel however you feel at any moment. We got you. All good. Um. So let's let's go ahead and rip through these topics. You know, because it. we are the Black CNN. So we make my sure left stroke just there went viral. Our viral story of the week, JB, was what. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, let's, let's start really quickly with Father's Day. This is a show dedicated to black women, dedicated to protecting black women and understanding what that means. But we would be remiss if we didn't acknowledge Father's Day. Now, you talked a little bit about your experience as, as a godfather, as a step in dad, and shout out to the stepdads and father figures and role models and big brothers that also play a role. Um, it is with regret and with uh, kind of like a god damn. We can't spend all of today celebrating you. Us. We can't. Because unfortunately, some of the other fathers weren't doing what they were supposed to do. Exactly. Some of the other sons weren't doing what they were supposed to do. So we can't spend a whole show dedicated to black fatherhood. We appreciate you. We respect you. We love you. We salute you. But we got other business to discuss today. So we're moving on. Happy Father's Day. Love. But we're moving on. 
Because we got other things to address. There it is. Um, <clears throat> Number two is Juneteenth, new and um, and the political and social reaction that we've seen um, in light of and in conjunction with all of the protest and the relative awareness that the country has opened its eyes to. Juneteenth has become a much bigger, a much more celebrated holiday. Now, our asshole, fuck nut, stupid ass motherfucking president actually literally tried to go on Twitter and say that he made Juneteenth famous because, well, we'll get into that later, yeah, but yeah. dumb ass, stupid motherfucker didn't realize, wake up and realize, well, maybe if we're marching in the street about racial injustice, we should focus on holidays like Juneteenth. Everybody yeah. else got it. He yeah. didn't knew. Exactly. Um, I do want to shout out to the companies and corporations that were in a position to and we're willing to acknowledge Juneteenth as, as a national holiday. The company I work for, everybody knows I'm in insurance. I won't say their name, but I'm in insurance sales. And the company I work for currently um, has implemented a Juneteenth celebration going forward starting in 2020. They did it at the last minute. They did it uh, immediately. They, they did it without fear of retribution or consequence. And they just said, we're going to celebrate... The, you know, African Americans, and we're going to celebrate the ending of slavery, and we're going to just and and fuck who don't like it, starting now, right? Effective immediately, and I was like, oh shit, okay, I would have never expected it, um, just to be honest, but it happened, and, and now I really do feel like I'm in good hands, if you get the metaphor. <laughs> um, hey. so yeah, shout out to them. Um, shout out to every company that, that has implemented this. I respect it. I love it. I appreciate it. Um, we did a shout out to everybody who like the video games that are putting up Black Lives Matter. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. You know, uh, 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 what's the shooting game? Call of Duty yep. and Madden and Live and all the games. Amazon Prime. Amazon, Prime. Mm -hmm. Amazon, if you have a fire stick, that's the first message that comes up. Black Lives Matter. So shout out to all of you. Too many to name, but we appreciate you and we see you and we love you. And it's not enough yet. Nope. Keep going. This is a great start, though. Mill? Agreed. It is not enough. And okay. I don't want people to get distracted and thinking that that's enough because it's not enough. We have a long road ahead of us, so don't settle for this shit. All right? This is just little shit. We have a long road ahead of us. So don't get complacent now. Facts. Uh, we've existed in a state of accommodation for far too long. We will not exist in that now. Our what the fuck story of the week. Um, and this speaks to that point, Mel. We're not going to celebrate the fact that one of the officers who killed Breonna Taylor was fired. Yeah, no, that's, that's not enough. Good enough. No, that's, that's nowhere enough. near it, enough. It's three months late in the first place. Like, hello, this shit Boom. like in March or some shit. Like. Why did it take all of these protests and all that other shit for us to get to this point where you're just, where, where, would you say he got fired or something? Only fired, not charged. So we don't even have charges. And we know that there's another officer involved in this shit too. So no, we cannot be complacent with this shit. Like, no, we have a very long road ahead of us. Like if the people, if the officers in Atlanta can get fired three fucking days later, for the shit that they did to the black man, Rayshard uh, Brooks, Lord? Brooks, Brooks, Lord Jesus, I'm mm -hmm. confused with all their names now. Rayshard Brooks, if they can it's get too many names. in three days, which and it's sad that I'm confusing all their names now. Um, yeah, 
why can't the fucking officers in Kentucky be fired too? Like they should be fired. They should be brought up on charges. This is ridiculous. Like, come on, man. And then, and then, did y'all see the police report about the incident? Because yeah, no, no information in it. She had no injuries. Yeah, it, it was ridiculous. Lie. It was yes. ridiculous. She died, nigga. How the fuck she, she literally has no died? Overt lie. She literally died. And goddamn lie. No injuries. And she died in the pool of her own blood. They had a note. I'm, we're not going down this path. I'm not going no, here. Yeah. no, we, no, we, we got, we got some other fish to fry today. But it was, it's, it's a fucked up scenario. And then you look at the contrast at what happened in Atlanta when Ray Sharp uh, Brooks was murdered. He was murdered. The cops was fly, fi, The cops were fired. The police chief was fired. And now the cop who murdered Rayshard Brooks is being brought up on up to eleven felony charges. Yeah. I believe, yeah. Yeah. At this point, and, and, um, and the main one being felony murder. Yes, yes. Yes. So you look at the contrast between those two things, those two events, and you say we still got more work to do because we're waking up some people, but some motherfuckers are still getting in the still laying in the bed. You know. Yeah. Someone and yeah. they're shitting the bed, you know. Of so laying in bed, and on top of coronavirus, we now have the blue flu. Where all these yeah. oh lord falling out because uh, they upset. <laughs> oh yeah, they're the blue at, flu. Yeah, they're calling yeah. out sick in protest of Rayshard yes. uh, Brooks being brought up on felony charges. Whoa, the, whoa, whoa. Rayshard Brooks, the, the, the cops, the officers that killed him, Rayshard being brought up on felony charges. Yes, yes. yes. The, the other officers are the ones who are calling in sick. Other right. Well, you say Rayshard yes. Brooks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry. Well, sorry. Yeah. yeah. No, good correction. That's fair. Um, they they're the ones calling in sick right now, and they're doing this trying to impede justice as a penalty for the government seeking out justice, right? Mm -hmm. So this is a strong arm tactic. Like none of us are stupid. We clearly know what this is. This mm -hmm. is, this is an abuse of power and bullying. Facts. And when I talked to my friend who works for APD, he said that they're calling out because they can now be prosecuted for for any like uh any charges or allegations of misconduct before this happened. So now they don't know what the process going forward is. They feel like, you know, none of them are protected now because mm -hmm. they're now being held accountable for the fuck shit that they've done. So yeah, why should you be protected for committing abuse and murder? Like what and they like, shouldn't why, be. You know, if if I if like if I want to get back in good graces, I expect a little extra scrutiny. You know, I, I expect to be taken yeah. through the ringer. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like you I, need to be held accountable. Me or my people fuck that money up. My black men fuck that money up. So mm -hmm. I, I'm going to be asked a few uncomfortable questions. And know? and that is me speaking in in relation to our topic, protect black women, not in relation to the police situation. Mm -hmm. Just just to clear that up. Um. So. I like the way you tied it together, though. Um, 45, JB's poker buddy, Donald Trump, uh, jumped out here. <laughs> and uh, he, he just did a lot, man. Um, I want to remind everybody that COVID-19 is still real. Coronavirus is real. And we we should not be dismissing it and going on blah, 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 about our regular lives. It is still a time to be cautious and to be careful as we return to some sense of normalcy, mm -hmm. um, we saw the the, the uh, Tulsa uh, Trump rally where nobody had a mask on, like they were just out there chilling. 
And this is like my nigga. Um, and a lot of times the masks that we have access to don't protect us from other people, but it protects other people from us. And I think it's very important. Because, you know, we, we a lot of times we don't know if we have it or not. So our best move is to protect our loved ones and other people from us. Unless you've been tested like JB, and I've been around JB every goddamn day, so, you know, whatever. But as a general rule, when I'm in public, outside of my immediate circle, I'm masked up. Um, and this fool went on to say, if we stop testing, then we then the numbers would drop. He urged them to stop, to, to slow down. Yeah, testing. he wants to slow down testing so that the numbers will drop so it isn't reflected on his presidency. He's campaigning for re-election. He doesn't care about you. Mm-mm. He's campaigning for re-election. He None wants to do appear to go down so that it, it so that he doesn't look as bad. Well, and yeah. the fun, a funny thing happened in Tulsa, actually. I don't know if you caught this, um, but a bunch of young people actually reserved seats at yeah, his Tulsa. Before you, I'm going to stop you there. Yeah. Because one of the biggest proponents of that movement was Mel. We've been doing this on Facebook. Mel has been talking about this for weeks. Reserve tickets so that, so that it'll be an empty audience. I'm stopping you there because the person who's the most responsible that I know is Mel. So, yeah, talk about Mel, it. Mel, Mel, break that down. So, um, it's funny. I took a, a, a page from the uh, Prince of Petty, 50 Cent, which, which 50. I, when I said it, I didn't even realize that that's what he had done. But apparently, this is a thing that he had done. But my whole concept was like, hey, y'all, let's reserve tickets. So, it looks like there's a whole bunch of people coming and then we just not show up. That was the whole thing behind it. And I know when I when I said it, a lot of people jumped on it. I'm glad to see that it resulted in the turnout that it did <laughs> amount yes. to. Um, yes. because there was only six thousand two hundred people in attendance and they and they have been bragging about how many people we're supposed to be attending this round. It was like, sold oh, out. A hundred thousand people are going to be here. Oh, it's it going to be amazing. Yeah, were like eight hundred thousand people have requested tickets. A million people have requested tickets. They got six thousand, a little over six thousand. So I want to, and and it try, it kind of irks my nerves that they're giving credit to the to the Zoomers, um, Gen Z. Right. Um, but that's a whole because your old ass, you are a baby boomer from the forties, and it was your idea. Anyway, um, so, uh, I'm I'm very pleased to see that he got the small turnout that he did get. Like they had a, they uh, canceled the other the like pre rally outside the rally because there was really nobody. The overflow overflow rally there was nobody there. You know um, that was totally canceled. And then they started aggressively texting people, telling them like, "Oh, we still have seats available." Like. Man, fuck y'all, man. You, you see Trump <laughs> getting off the plane, looking all dejected and sad. It's so sad. One is the loneliest fucking number, and he. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is we gotta keep we gotta fight dirty like that. That's how we yeah. gonna win. You, you gotta know, fight we, them the way they fight us. Man. Exactly, we, got, we gotta go fight low, dirty. Go lower. <laughs> like, yeah. Fuck that shit. yeah, 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 yeah. Like, nice. right, right. Like we had a fight. This is a fight. And, you know, you got to know you in a fight in order to win. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm tired of being nice. I'm tired of being nice to these motherfuckers. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. Let, let, let's move on to our next topic. 
Um, our Nipsey Hustle Award. We're giving out this award to Clark Atlanta, to Big Dave's Cheese Steak, and the Slutty Vegans because they all put up money for Shaw Brooks's kids to get a full scholarship to college. They bought his mother, they bought his wife a car, a brand new car, and just gave her, you know, donations of money to help her through this process with his, with his I believe, to be three children. I may be off on that. I apologize if I'm off, but I believe he had three children, mm-hmm. and they all have full rides to Clark Atlanta University. Um, Big Dave, she stayed, and Slutty Vegans put their money together to buy the mother a new car so that she could transport, get them around. And um, I just love that living in Atlanta now, I'm, I'm a D.C. nigga. Don't be dumb. But I've been in Atlanta almost a decade. And to see that our Atlanta businesses are stepping up to the plate, to see that Clark Atlanta University stepped up to the plate, it's similar to even what Kunye did by, you know, giving uh, putting that money aside for George Floyd's children. I just mm-hmm. love it when affluent African-Americans, black people give back. And um, I will be going to Slutty Vegan over the next week or two and getting some slutty vegetables. And I will be going to Big Dave's Cheesesteak and famous getting the cheesesteak. And let's yeah. give Famous Dave an extra shout out. because No, no, Famous just, Dave uh, is the barbecue place. The cheesesteak place is Big Dave. Is it baby? Okay. Yeah, big you know, Dave. Famous Dave's is the it's barbecue. Big, it's Big Dave? Famous Dave's is D.C. I thought this one was, okay. Well, with Dave, okay. Dave <laughs> with the cheesesteaks, okay. Let's give him an extra shout out because he was impacted by the riots. Yeah, okay? yeah. And so, they, they shut him down. And yeah. Russ and another rapper contribute, contributed to, we, we talked about that a few weeks ago. You're absolutely right, Mel. Yeah, they put they help they helped him put his uh put his shop back together, get back open. He is now back yeah. open for so business. Give him an extra shout out because he yeah. went through it. <clears throat> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And for him to him to face that type of consequence as a result of these riots and still want to give back and mm-hmm. still want to contribute in a it's positive real easy way. To turn your back on something like that at that point exactly. in time. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. 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 So, so shout out to you. We will be patronizing and we will be supporting and we will be shouting you out because we love you. And we, we appreciate your work in the community. Aside from giving us good food, you're putting in fucking work. That, that, that's, you know, and nowadays, nowadays that's kind of unheard of. So we definitely appreciate you. And now we're deciding to shift our focus and have a real conversation have an uncomfortable conversation and have a much overdue conversation. And it's going to be centered around protecting black women, valuing black women, listening to black women. Now, JB and myself, we are not going to get here up here and pretend to understand everything that black women are going through or how they're feeling about what they're going through. What we are going to do is show empathy. What we are going to do is tell you where we stand. What we are going to do is listen to Mel as she, there's a lot of weight on your shoulders, Mel, but as she try attempts to convey how black women are feeling and as she attempts to correct us in our interpretation of that. And even in, in our implementation of remedying this, because we don't have the perfect plan. JB, you got a perfect plan? Absolutely not. Me neither. I know we're trying. 
and and wherever it's it's like the uh, what's it called the gyroscope. You going from the uh, Earth to to the Moon, you're ninety nine percent off course. So you're it's constant course correction. This way, this way, this way, this way, this way, this way, till you make it there. So I'm not going to pretend that I know all the answers or I got it. I'm going to say I'm willing to learn and I'm willing to put in the work. I think I speak for both of us with absolutely, that. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, to start this off, you know, for those of you who have been living under a rock, uh, a video went viral earlier this week. Um, it depicted a horrible, horrible, horrible incident in the Washington, D.C. area in Mayfair. Um, <clears throat> My old neighborhood. I yeah, lived in Mayfair. I, I used yeah. to live at the new apartments over there. Yeah, um, okay. and um, and uh, my cousin actually pointed that out earlier in his comments. But um, these dumbass young kids grabbed uh, a young lady and uh, basically threw her in a dumpster and wouldn't let her climb out and were laughing at her, joking at her, ridiculing her. It was fucked up. And the most fucked up part about it was the guy who was videotaping the whole episode was a grown motherfucking man, a man in his 30s watching these young, dumbass kids uh, conduct this deplorable action, and he's laughing and egging, egging them on. Obviously, this, this put our people, particularly our black women, our right queens, in an, in, an, in an uproar, in an outrage. You know, new and just to give you some brevity, we were having this conversation. I got got you. We were having this conversation about black women and protecting black women and how they're feeling before the videos came out in our Facebook group, a pod named Kickback on Facebook. Yeah, and we were having that conversation and going through all of this, you know, back and forth with with me and, and on the side of the ladies. I think. Ladies, correct me if you think I'm wrong. And again, some of the brothers who didn't understand what was going on. Then the video came out. And I was like, hey, you. Then another video came out of a guy trying to get a girl's number and she wasn't responsive. And he smacked her with a skateboard. Yeah, a skateboard. Yes, a skate. The whole skateboard. Yes. And then there was another video of the woman outside of the Mercedes-Benz Center in here in Atlanta that couldn't get to her car because a group of men just decided to heckle her and because she was, you know, how she was built, very voluptuous, with muscle, um, and they were just harassing her to the point where she couldn't even get in her fucking car. And, then, and somebody was videotaping on their phone like it was cool. So after having the initial conversation, then seeing those three videos... Um, the conversations that I reached out to my sisters um, and some reached out to me to have was like, yo, uh, I see why y'all are so mad at us. I see, like, I knew you were mad and you were right to be mad. Now I see why you're this mad. And um, and talking to, you know, a lot of our sisters that, that reached out, I understood a little more and I decided I wanted this week's episode to be all about this. So that's where we are. That's the history of the conversation. If you watched the show, you know, two, three years ago when Mel was here, we had conversations about um, rape culture in America. We had conversations about the Me Too movement. We had conversations about uh, black men being the white, straight black men being the white men of our race, which I'll never agree with. And I think it's total bullshit. But we're not even going to discuss that today. But we've had those conversations. 
So we've been open to the concept that we fucking up. Hey, um, so Burger said new. Uh, I just brought it up on screen, but he's never seen any of the videos. So uh, if you wouldn't mind just forwarding those to him when we're done, yeah, so yeah, can I, take I, a look. Look at definitely. I um, I'll post them. They're in our Facebook group, but I'll I'll um, repost them again. Um, but they're there. If you're in our Facebook group, Burger, you are. Um, they're there. Amil, uh, were you about to say something? I was going to ask you what the second um, one was because I heard the first and third, but I had to run out because I forgot I had chicken on my grill. And I don't burn chicken, but I almost did today. So I missed that little part. So can you tell me what the second video was? The second video was a black man trying to get a girl's number and she wouldn't give it to him, so he smacked her with a skateboard. Okay. Well, did you see the fourth? Well, then let me bring up a fourth one where there's a woman going to her car and there's two black men. One gets in the back seat and then the other one uh, like follows back to get into the front seat and they kidnap her. I don't know if she was ever found. Whoa. Jesus Christ. So there's we don't know if she was found? Yeah, I don't know if she was ever found. I saw this video like two weeks ago, which is what prompted me to like besides what's going on in this country right now and like you know all the racial injustices and black people being found up being found strung up in trees and shit i realized that i as a black woman particularly a single black woman that i really needed to get something to protect myself so if you want to fuck with me pull up but i'm not fucking with these people boom and we we talked we did a whole episode on this about two weeks ago, about us getting armed and us protecting ourselves, um, black men and black women. And, and, and sisters, if you don't know what gun to get, if you don't know where to go, if you don't know what to do, reach out to me and JB, and we will provide you with the information that we have. Because mm-hmm. I, I got a 40 cal with hollow points. Don't play with me. Boom. Boom, man. So mellow ain't so mellow right now. No, she's no. So, she's so fiery. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I love it because that's what our queens was about. Yeah. Our, our, our queens, our black women, we're not, we weren't like the queens in England. Like our black women stood up and were warriors, were fighters. And I implore you to do that. But at the same time, you shouldn't fucking have to because we should be handling it for you. I respect you. I, 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 I applaud you. But if we were on our job, it might not be necessary. It should still be done. And, and, I, and I think women should always be able to defend themselves. But if we were on our job, it might not be a 911 emergency that you have to because we would be doing it. And that's what this show is about. I'm not here to bash black man. I'm a black man. I ain't on that bullshit. I'm not. But I can call out when we slacking. Yeah. And I, and I, I think that's fair to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Mel, um, I... You know, you, New and I have been talking for a little bit now. Um, we kind of broke down what happened and the and the events that have ensued to sort of engender, spark, if you will, this conversation. I wanted to make sure that you had an opportunity to offer your clear and unadulterated, uninterrupted perspective on what you saw, um, how you felt about what you saw, and how you reacted. Um, okay, so the first video um, that New was talking about, the one with the girl in the dumpster, uh, that, and honestly, I have not seen the last two videos, but that particular one was brought to my attention by someone that I went to Howard with. She sent it to my inbox like earlier this week on IG, and I was just disgusted by it. You know, like <sighs> there is a huge disconnect 
in our community. And this is going to, uh, I'm going to go ahead and go down that path that I'll start talking to you guys about earlier. There's a disconnect. And right now I am asking for black people to multitask because black women and black men are, are like being really pitted against each other. And it's not necessarily our fault. Um, to some degree, we do have some responsibility with this, but this has been a, a this goes back to slavery, you know? Um, and we really have to do a better job of protecting and defending each other. And we also need to have those uncomfortable conversations with each other regarding how we're feeling towards each other. Um, and it doesn't have to always be such like a visceral attack on each other. Like we can just be open and honest about how we're feeling about certain things that are happening in our community um, and whether it's like relationships or just like social issues and how we're being represented. Uh, but we need to be able to have those conversations with each other. Cause if we don't have each other's back, we can't make progress in this larger movement that we're focused on right now. So black people, we got a multitask. We have, we, and it's like a, a three front, <laughs> Um, fight right now because we are fighting with each other. We're fighting this virus that is uh, impacting our communities yeah. like in ridiculous numbers. And then we're also having this racial injustice fight. Um, but we can't make progress, particularly on this racial injustice fight, if we're not working together. We can't not work together. We need each other. Like, You're 100% right. And that is a conversation I think that we're going to have at a later date. Um, right now, I want to talk about what's going on with black women and what we're what, and how we have neglected our responsibility as black men. And that's a conversation I want to have with black men that are watching. And I want the black women that are watching to know that we're willing to have that conversation. Um, so I agree with you, Mel. Everything you said is, was perfect. You didn't say anything incorrect. I agree. But I want to focus on us dropping the ball. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I took notes. I wrote some shit down because I want to make sure I got this as right as I could get it. Um, protecting black women. I want to speak on uh what that means to me, what that means to JB, and what that means to Mel. And you're more, and if you're watching this live, you're more than welcome to chime in and say what it means to you. And we'll read it live on the air. So that's Please chime in. Um, I'll start it because I put everybody on the spot um, with how I feel. Protecting black women go it means educating them. It means physically protecting them. It means valuing them. It means listening to them so that you know how to protect them. Because I could think in my mind, I need to do this for my sisters. And my sister like, I kind of don't need that. What I actually need is this. And, and so I think the most important component is valuing black women because when you value them, you'll listen. And when you listen, they'll tell you what they need. And then you'll give it to them if you respect them. So it's, it's, it's valuing black women. It's respecting black women. It is then listening. Once you value them and respect them, you're more than willing to listen. And then it's acting on it. 
because you can value black women, you can listen to what they say, and not do a fucking thing. <clears throat> so that accent is 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 very key. I can't say it's the most key component, but it is equally as important as valuing. It's equally as important as listening, and it's equally as important as um, act, well acting. So um, that's what the the totality of respecting black women means to me. Um, and it means going above and beyond, um, which if you're not going to do it for them, who you, who you going to do it for? So, yeah, you got to go extra hard to protect black women because if you don't do it, who is? So, yeah, it's a job. Yeah, it's work. Yeah, it's not easy. Yeah, they mad at us. So, yeah, they might call us some names in the process of us helping. They might get mad and scream at us in the process of us helping. They ain't got the right to. They might call us the thing that irks my fucking soul, the white men of our race. They don't have a right to be that angry. Have we done what we're supposed to do? Yeah. They kind of got the right to be that mad, right? Yep. As much as it hurts. And I I tell black women all the time, ooh, that one, that's the knife. But I have stopped saying they don't have the right to say it and they don't have the right to feel it because we're the ones that fucked up. Yeah, um, I'll I'll jump in here quickly. And then, Mel, I want to give you all the time you need to express your reactions. Um, For me, protecting Black women um, starts with us as men empowering ourselves and allowing ourselves to recognize the power and the prowess of the black women who are in our lives. Um, Believe it or not, this problem isn't just a problem with black men, but this problem is greater exacerbated with black men because as a black familial unit, we have more work to do. We have more hurdles to surmount than other people. All of us have been told as we were raised, we've got to work twice as hard. We've got to be twice as smart. We got to be twice as fast. So black men, we can't use white men, Indian men, Muslim men, Asian men, Chinese men, Hispanic men as a model for how we treat our women. We need to create a familial and and a sexual and a social unit that shows the world how a man can appreciate, respect, and empower a woman so that society respects that woman and her place in society, number one. Number two, we have to act on those objectives, right? So if you feel in your heart that women don't de- be, be, uh, deserve to be treated that way, when you see it happening, when you see it going on, when you see sexual discrimination in the workplace, when you see sexual harassment in the mm-hmm. workplace, fucking say something. Mm-hmm. Put a stop to that shit. 
Mm-hmm. Be a motherfucking man. Us, us black men love to stand up and talk about how we not going to let anybody fuck with us. And you goddamn better not talk to us that kind of way. And don't be about, you better not come out the side of your face or your neck or whatever the fuck else or whatever. Why can't we do that for our women? Because guess what, men? They do it for us. They've been Thank doing you. it for us. Thank you. It wasn't just black, it wasn't just black men in the streets protesting when George Floyd was murdered. It was black women out there. Mm-hmm. They were doing that for us. And oh, you you're betraying them. But when you when you don't do what they're doing, what the fuck? Be a man. Stand behind the bullshit that you espouse for your manhood. And let it apply universally. Be responsible. When you see something, say something. Honor and respect individuals. Hold on, hold on, hold on, JB. Hold on, JB. Say that again. When you see something, say something. That that might be the title of the show. Say it one more time, JB. When you see something, say something. Your silence is complicit. Thank you. Thank you. Mm, Cut this shit out. Like, cut this Bama fuck bitch little boy shit out. You're not a man when you do this shit. You're not a man when you disrespect a woman. Period. That's all I got, y'all. Um, <laughs> thank you, JB. Because you definitely touched on some things that I was getting ready to touch on. Uh, I will just say black women have been coming to the aid of black men, um, black people since the beginning. And a lot of times we are shitted on uh, because we are perceived to have attitudes. Maybe we have attitudes for a reason because (laughs) and and, and it goes both ways, but they've been, like I said, they've been putting us against each other and we really need to have each other's backs. And a lot of times it feels like we are out there, um, supporting you guys but we don't get that same love back unless it's a girl that you're interested in and that you're trying to fuck so i need for black men to stop only defending the women that you are interested in sexually you got to defend all of us like it can't just be when it's convenient for you if you see some shit like you said if you see something say something because like it's like that shit with the whole dumpster that shit shouldn't have happened like, Thank you. especially that grown ass man, that should not have happened. You, as a full grown ass man, are responsible for teaching these young men how they are supposed to be treating women, and that shouldn't have happened in the first place. And it's funny because, like, when this topic was brought up, because I've been seeing it a lot on social media, and I've been fighting with it because it's been something that I have been aware of for a long time, but I wanted to believe that we had made progress on it. And then there was, and then like one night I was going to bed and it was just like, things just kept playing in my head, particularly the one with the dumpster. And then even like the, the trans women that have been found killed, like that's a whole nother issue. Um, But like, well not killed, but well, there's a whole lot of them that have been killed, but that was attacked. Um, Just thinking about, how those issues have played out and the lack of support behind them and seeing some of the disparaging comments that black men have made like regarding black women 
I'm like, man, I wanted to believe that we had evolved in that way. We were, and we were unifying and coming together, you know, and making progress on these types of things. But maybe I'm just evolved <laughs> and just want to, maybe I'm just a, 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 a hopeless, optimistic person and um, just want to believe, want to see the best in people when they don't deserve our best when they show you time and time again who they are. Um, and I'm not putting that on all black men, but there are black men out there who have a lot of negative things to say black, about black women. And black women have been there to, you know, uplift them and try to make them better. And we just want that same respect. Like, help us. Cause we like, we out here fearing for our lives. Like, I'm legitimately scared that one day some white men or some black men are going to pull up on me and try to do some bodily harm to me, which is a reason why I was prompted to get a gun. I should have got a gun a long time ago, but like in this climate, for real, for real, I definitely felt like I needed to get a gun because shit is just going left, way left. <laughs> and I yeah. feel like I need to defend myself because I can't defend on my, I can't depend on black men to come to my aid the black men that i don't know the black men that i do know like you guys will be there to defend me but i'm not around y'all all the time and everybody's not blessed to have that to keep that kind of kind of company because even if you do know them that doesn't mean they'll, they'll come to your defense right you know what i'm saying so um yeah i'm blessed to have guys like y'all in my life but when i'm not with y'all i gotta be prepared to defend myself because i can't rely on other men to help me out and that's real. And that's the entire purpose of this show is to to address that. Now, we can't talk about what black men need to do and how they've been fucking up without having a real conversation about what we need to do and how we've been fucking up specifically. Um, me and JB had a conversation and I told him straight up, like, and I, I'm going to admit this freely and I, I welcome all criticism and all critique. This is not where I am now, but it's where I was. And I'm, I I deserve whatever vitriol is thrown my way because this is where I was. Um, I treated the women in my family, my close friend women, my the women I dated, you know, like umpteenth level, these these queens, I'm texting my kill you, blah, blah, blah. But the average black woman walking down the street, I looked there like, I don't know that bitch. And I'm keeping it, and I welcome all that hate that I'm going to get from it. But I don't think that we can have a real conversation if I'm not real. So I came from a place of, of ultimate disrespect for women that I didn't know. Like, bitches ain't shit but hoes and tricks. That was literally my philosophy. Well, unless you my cousin, unless you my sister, unless you my aunt, unless you my mother, the rest of them know? Man, fuck them bitches. And I did that shit. I lived that way for like 30 something years. Um, it wasn't until, um, you know, recently, you know, well, not recently, well, recently in my old ass life, the last decade or so. Because y'all know me 130. Man, man, cut on my coat. Cut on my coat, JB. Cut on my coat. <laughs> <laughs> and we apologize if we're looking down. We're looking at Mel while she's talking. Um, so if we're looking down and not at the camera. I apologize, but we're actually looking at her because we're paying attention to what she's saying. I apologize, though, because it probably doesn't look good. 
Yeah. Me and JB like this. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. nigga, keep, what are you looking at? I keep, I keep trying to lean the shit back so I can kind of glance at her and still look at her. You got all the sunglasses like billions, so I can't really see. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to billions. Um, but getting get, get right back on track, um, I have been a huge part of the problem. I've always been influential. I've always had niggas that looked up to me. I've always had women that looked up to me. And I've always had a large audience from my rapper days. So I have been a part of the problem. And that's why it's so important for me to be a part of the solution. Because I know for a fact I was part of the problem. And um, I wanted to to have that moment of transparency um, so that you can, I will hope that that tells you that I'm coming from a good place now, and I want this to get to a place where black women and black men are both comfortable, and I'm willing to expose myself um, in the process. Um, not on no martyr shit. I don't. I don't deserve a trophy, um, but I'm just. I'm, I'm down. I'm willing to ride. Is what I'm trying to say, and um, I know my wrongdoing, and I understand it uh, mainly. Because of the women in my life. And I, I said it once, I say it again. Mainly because of what Mel brought to me. And I, I give uh, Baldy credit. <laughs> they both brought a, a level of understanding to me, information to me that made me reevaluate. Uh, because, well, be clear, five, ten years ago, I thought I crossed over and was in the right. I thought I was on the right side of this conversation. I thought I was definitely leading the way in treating our black women the right way. And about two, three years ago, I realized I wasn't. I'm like, oh shit, I'm still not on the right side. God damn. <laughs> I made so many changes, but I'm still not there. And um, that made me make more changes. And I'm not going to say that I'm there today. I am saying I am willing to use whatever voice and platform I have to make sure the correct information is giving, given out, even if I'm not 100% sure on what that is, which is why I make sure that whenever we have these conversations, we got a sister with us that can correct us. Um, so, um, you know, allow me to geek out for just a moment. And then, um, Mel, again, I, I, I think it's important that we allow you as much time to express your opinions as possible. But I do want to say this. The problems that exist in the divide between black men and black women are not um, all necessarily our failing or our fault. Um, mm -hmm. Number one, as I mentioned before, you know, the male female dichotomy and male ag abuse and um, and, you know, authoritarianism is something that has existed for centuries, thousands of years, millennia. So, you know, we're going to not put all of that on the black race and what's going on with us. But mm -hmm. what we can accept about the black race is that there was a concerted, strategic, and specific effort to dismantle the black family in the United States. And that has led to a systemic tension between black male and black female relationships. Um, that tension is not something that has solely existed as a dichotomy of our sexuality or even a dichotomy of our current circumstances. It is something that has been inculcated in us throughout this entire process of oppression, right? 
um, you know, black black men don't just disrespect and belittle and down black women because they're horrible motherfuckers and that's what it is. Um, we were we were strategically taught by society to devalue our own women over white women, right? That happened, but. Again, again, kickbackers. So fucking what? It's not an excuse. It's not an excuse. Yes, all of that happened. Yes, that is a part of who we are. But that is why we need to do more to change. That is why we as men need to work harder to support, defend, protect, and empower our black women than the white man does, than the Muslim does, than the Chinese person does. We need to work harder. And are you a nigga that's going to be lazy? Are you going to step up and do the work? You claim to be a real nigga, right? That's what that means. That's it, y'all. Mel? Yeah, so this goes back to my original point um, about this shit you know, going back to slavery and how they put us against each other in uh, removing the black man from the household, which also ties into feminism. Um, yep. That's a whole other subject, and we've touched on that before, too. We, we, we could do that in 2021. Oh, <laughs> we're, not, we're not going back there to 2021. Um, but because we, uh, because of slavery, because we, uh, they, they worked so hard to put us against each other and removing the black man from the household and created this division between us, uh, we now have a society where black women are just hard. Um, and we've been asked to step into a role without being actually asked, but we've been, you know, put into a role that isn't ours to fill. Because um, black women, I don't care. I know I don't have kids, but it, it is damn sure hard to teach a young black man how to be a man. Um, and so then you create the, these kids, these babies who have all this animosity, um, whether it be the girls having animosity towards men or you create young men who have, who are weak. <laughs> like, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, it just is what it is. Like it's, it's, they don't have a man's disposition. They don't, they have don't, they don't have that, that role model. They're teaching them how to be men. And I think it's yeah. important for men to show men how to be men. <laughs> like it's important. Y'all, they, 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 we need that. <laughs> like, it's yeah. like, no, that's what they did. They created that division um, and made it seem like men weren't necessary. But then, like, now you have these hard-ass women and these weak men, and the roles have changed, and women are just not, like, <sighs> I can't remember how I, I how I express it verbally. It's always better when you say it the first time. <laughs> That's why we always say save it for the show. Save it for the show. show. Save it for the show. You didn't save it for the show. That's that, all good. That I loaded that on you guys as I was so emotional before the show, before y'all yeah. had even like agreed to put me on here. Um, but like, man, there is so much division between us, and uh, we like. Men should be allowed to be men, but also be allowed to feel. Um, it's not wrong for them to feel. Why can't I think of how I said this before? I can't articulate this the same way. It's not coming out the way I wanted to, but. <laughs> uh, 
I mean, take your time and, and get your thoughts together. You don't have to rush through it. You you have the liberty of. Matter of fact, stop listening to me. You focus on your thoughts. This is your platform. And, and, yes. and I'll um I'll move on. And when you want to jump in, jump back in. Yeah, because I articulated it beautifully before the show. I wish I wish I'd have been screen recording myself or some shit. Because yeah. so well. like, damn, that was okay. So, well, so basically, you're saying that men should have the opportunity to be vulnerable. Yeah, um, but I forgot how I tied that in together. Like it was, it was. I said it so well before. Like <laughs> yeah, well, well I, I think I, I'll try to freestyle with you. Um, if we're in, if we don't have the ability to be vulnerable, then we can't understand vulnerability totally. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if that's where you were going, but that's true. That if uh, we can't be vulnerable, then we can't understand your vulnerability or support that. If we can't be that vulnerable, um, mm-hmm. and, and that was the issue initially with me, because women were like, "You're the white people, you're the straight black men, the white men of our race," and I was like, "What? Fuck you, bitch!" I was definitely and, talking about how we treat each other, and just us needing to be open and honest and having that dialogue about um, the things that we do to each other, whether it intentionally or unintentionally, but we just aren't able to have those conversations because for so long men have been told that they're not allowed to have those conversations. You're not allowed to express how you feel about certain things. So you have a whole bunch of damaged people who are bottling up all these emotions because um, they can't, they're, they're like are expressing how you feel is seen as a sign of weakness. And it's not weakness. Like we need to be able to have these conversations in order for us to be able to make progress in our movement. And that is where I was going with that. Uh, well, and and you know how a movement builds <clears throat> kickbackers. A movement doesn't build with complete, one hundred percent total agreement. A movement builds momentum with consensus. You know, mm-hmm. um, um, the NAACP, the SCLC, and all of the other organizations that organized the March of on Washington in nineteen sixty eight didn't have a single agenda, right? Each one of those groups had its own agenda, but they understood the importance of coming together and acting together, Mm -hmm. you know, and in a relationship. And let's keep it a thousand, whether we're talking about a husband and wife, um, you know, uh, mommy, baby or baby daddy or whatever that is, you know, um, we need to come together about what needs to happen and move forward about what needs to happen. So you have to acknowledge how you feel in a situation. But the reason why you acknowledge those feelings is so that you can move forward and understand action. You know, Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I hurt you this way. You hurt me this way. How do we move moving forward so that we don't hurt each other this way moving forward? How do we move forward in such a way that we are both achieving both of our sets of objectives, because those objectives are aligned. They are not one and the same, but they are aligned. Both both of us are trying to move in the same direction. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, women are going to have different thoughts, feelings, and desires and agendas than men are. It's that's fine. That doesn't make us enemies, new. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that um understanding on both sides is going to take us much further than anything else will. Um, mm-hmm. But I am and a stickler. We need to have with... understanding in order to make progress. Right. I'm a stickler on this. 
I, I'm only interested in talking about protecting black women and where we failed and where we need to go. I, I have a whole slew of things that I want to say to black women about what I think y'all need to do. I mean, yeah. and that, not in a negative way. I'm with you a million percent. I have, it's about I have a whole list. Like, trust me. Uh, th- us being, us apologizing, us standing up for black women does not mean that black women are complicit in this whole situation. I got no, a higher list of shit I want to say to y'all about the ways that I think you failed us. I'm going to do that next year. Yeah, we gonna, we gonna put that shit back there. We need to talk we about talking how about that. we talk about how we we talking about forward. how we step forward Thank and how yes. we fucked up. Yes, we'll get to y'all later. This ain't the time to. I'm not in a, interested in correcting my my sisters right now. We'll get to that shit later. I'm still trying to get our brothers on the same page. Once I know our brothers are on the same page, I'll call you out then, ladies. But uh, now I ain't worried about that. Yeah, I'm worried about what we can do. Yep. And um, I think it starts, if you don't know what to do, if you're a black man watching this right now, like, we was doing fucked up shit? Oh, hey, no. Well, shit. What, what was we doing? Well, this is the time to listen, because I want to address that shit. Um, mm-hmm. This is the time to pay attention. The, the Fuck our podcast. The number one thing you could do is talk to the black women in your life, because that's all we did. Me and JB ain't no super intelligent. Well, he is the gangster geek, but we're not no super, you know, knowledgeable niggas that know everything. We just talk to our black sisters and we listen. We hear them and then we try to make changes. That's really it. It's really just that. Um, and I'm not gonna go into freak neek and bike week culture. In club culture, but I do want to bring up one example because Mel was very instrumental in this. Uh, Mel and um, a few of our other female friends gave us a scenario where we were the women walking through the club and mm. they were the men. Yes. Mm. And they yes, showed y'all us. Like that shit. Huh? <laughs> y'all didn't like that shit. No. Y'all did not like that. They showed us just how. <laughs> graphic and disgusting and rapey black men can be to black women in a club, just in a lounge as they're trying to just walk through their table, the groping, the comments, the posturing, the appearance of threats that they go through just from entering the door of the the establishment to getting to their section, their table, or their particular part they want to hang out in. Yeah, yeah, and um, <laughs> they they did an actual demonstration. So me, JB, and F actually walked through the middle of our female friends, and they showed us literally what they went through. And I, we were all like, "Yo, <laughs> don't grab my balls!" <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> it, was, it was some real shit. But it took that for us to kind of go. Oh shit! And so I want to encourage all of our kickbackers. Kick back, yeah! yeah. Kickbackers that have female friends to to perform this exercise. Get three, four of your female best friends together, and as a male, you walk through them and let them show you what they go through just at a lounge. 
I know it's social distancing and all that shit right now. So it might not be the most ideal time to do this exercise. Now you can do it with your family. You can do it yeah. with everybody in that COVID pod. Uh, um, I wouldn't advise doing that with family because that's kind of nasty. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, me neither. Well, I, would, I, I don't. Yeah. I mean, hold on, hold on. I would just say, ask them to explain it to you. And if you do have a a crew that you kick it with, yeah, go yeah. through it with them. Yeah, have have those ladies it. go through it with you. Yeah, um, and if you pod. can't do that, because everybody don't have close pods. Yeah, you know that's, what I'm saying? That's real. So that's real. um if you they can't do that, then ask the ladies, hey, just give me an idea, sis, of you getting to the club and then walking to your section or wherever you plan a party at. What is that experience like? And if you mm. if they can't show you, have them tell you. And it'll be you'll be like, damn. Yeah, it's fucked up. It's because you'll up. realize I did grab a girl hand when she was walking. I'm one of them niggas. Oh, no. Or I, did or I did try to stick my hand down her shirt or her pants. Yeah. Well, I'm not one of them niggas, yeah, but those niggas that's... exist. Yeah, and it's real. All, all of them have happened to me in the club. In the go-go, in the regular club, they've all happened to me. Yeah, and, and I, I know. And... and Yes, I just, I just, nice. I just want to uh, uh, apologize to every woman that's watching this, and this ain't me pandering because I know some of y'all, I don't know some of y'all, and you, you, you ain't attacking me, so I ain't got to make up for it because nobody's mad at me, you know what I'm saying? But it's just understanding what you go through and understanding that I didn't understand it before makes me apologetic. If that makes sense. Yeah, um, this is, uh, you got to raise your awareness. And as you said before, New, you know, this isn't about, this isn't about trying to forgive this phrase because I think it's overused sometimes, but all lives matter this because honestly, as, as a man, I feel like in order to move forward, um, you know, you, you can't, you can't control everybody else's actions. But you can control your own actions and you can control your own reactions. I feel like as men, it is our responsibility to make a step forward and to take a step forward. What is that? What is that? I don't know what that crackling shit is. I was I'm trying to, to figure it out. Sounds like your voices are crackling. I was trying to figure it out if it was just me. Nah, it wasn't just you. It, it, it was JB. Was it me? It's not, yeah, I guess it is. Every time you talk, okay. Scoot, scoot, scoot over. Scoot it's to the right. Get away from my mic. Was me too? It just started happening recently. Like it's happening with you too, new. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's a technical thing. difficulties. It is what it is. Let's keep it's it moving. <laughs> I heard it. To the TV one tonight to watch Don't Stop. Oh, yeah, Don't Stop the Beat is a documentary on Go Go Music that's coming on tonight um, on TV One. So let's definitely watch that. I can hear the crackle, 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 crackle. Yeah, it's bad today. It's it's bad. That's the white man trying to keep us from unifying. Yeah, that's yeah. It's it's not us, it's the internet. It has nothing to do with anything that we've got going on. I don't know the internet may crackle. The internet yeah. will stop the progress of the show. I think it's the stream, it's a streaming glitch. I think it's the audio feed type Whatever. of glitch. Um 
So, um, yeah, we're not even talking, and I hear it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Stop. That's so weird. It stops. It's y'all stop talking. <laughs> it, it's JB. It's JB voice. You be fucking it up. It, 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 as soon as you're ready to say something, the crackle come back. I heard a nigga breathing, ready to get back into it, and then the crackle came. Um, it happens to you too. Don't be pointing out facts to me. Um, so okay, we've all heard it. Um, (laughs) burger laughing at don't be laughing at us, burger. But, um, we we do want to, um, this show was important to us because we wanted to discuss what's going on and we wanted to address a lot of these things. Um, I'll again say, talk to the women in your life. Like, it's no reason in 2020 for us to be in the dark about this. It's no reason in 2020 for us to be tone deaf to this. Um, but also, if we're not the, the, the most hip and we're learning, it's no reason to cancel us. And I want to um, end with the J. Cole no-name controversy of the last week. Um, no-name went on social media to talk about Formerly no name Gypsy, to talk about uh, uh, we good? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. To talk about um, these black male artists who made a living off of the struggle and off of pro black power to the people, and how quiet they've been during this upsurgence, you know. Um, and J Cole was like, "She's talking about me. Like, I feel like she's talking about me." And he said that, hey, I'm going to be honest. There's a woman you should follow on Twitter. She's smarter than me. She knows better how to deal with the revolution than I do. Y'all made me be the super revolutionary guy. I'm slick not. Um, and I don't know all the answers. I don't read that much. I'm not the, the nigga. But this black woman is. And we should follow her. But for you, sis, I, I want you to just watch how you say that shit. You real aggressive. And we acknowledge that you're a better leader than us. And everybody needs, I'm sending all my followers to follow you because I think you're better at this than me. But you ain't got to go at me so hard. And she responded with everything that's going on. The one thing you got to say is a response to me. You're not talking about Ahmaud Arbery. You're not talking about Breonna Taylor. You're not talking about George Floyd. You're talking about my delivery of the message and how it hits you. Like, you could have done a little bit more with your platform. Um, I want to defend J. Cole just by saying that he has been out marching and he has done more with his platform. That's why he's one of those pro-black rappers. He may not have been as active vocally recently, but um, he's done the work. I don't think anybody's going to disagree that J. Cole has done the work. But it brought me to an interesting point about tone and men calling out women's tone. And um, I don't want to talk about that necessarily, but I want to acknowledge it because I think that's another part of the issue. I know when black women say that we were the white men of our race, they they pretty much lost me immediately. Oh, well, fuck you. If you think that I'm, the, I'm what white men are, I don't really have anything to say to you. Like, we, it's irreconcilable differences at this point. We can't fix that. You call me a white man, it's no way to fix it. 
So we're done then. Um, and that has been my attitude the last couple of years. I'm not as staunch on that now because I kind of understand more the level of anger. But um, if you do think the black men are the white men of our race, then it's kind of like, what are we going to do? <laughs> like, it's no way to move forward. We should just end it now. So I think that we got to, if you feel that way, feel that way. But no, it's part of the end of black unity. So, you know, you deal with it how you will. I'll deal with it how I will. But we're not going to cancel J. Cole, a young brother who's been doing a lot of positive things that may have made some tone-deaf converse, tone-deaf points. Um, hopefully he learns from it. And hopefully he's forgiven. Because if we're going to say right now, this is the end of J. Cole, then I'm like, well, that's the end of the black race. Like, like that's too much. Okay, good. But 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 to his point, I think there is a, a lot to say about delivery of messaging because I know for myself, I've definitely come off very abrasive to some people and they don't necessarily receive what I'm trying to give them. So I think that we do need to um, be careful of how we convey our messaging because you can lose people. You may mean good, but like if you're if everything you're saying comes off as condescending because this was something, this was an issue that I had with one of uh, the people that you're kind of cool with new, who I'm not going to mention right now, but the silverback, but, uh, but messaging can get lost from the messenger and, and how you convey that messaging. So you need to be very mindful, especially if you have that platform. Um, you can't just be shouting at people and telling them they're, Stupid, like especially if it's something that you're aware of that other people aren't aware of. Sometimes you gotta talk to people like their children, you know what I'm saying, and and make them aware of things and and bring them a different perspective in the way that they can understand it that they may not have seen it before. So that's something that all of us have to be mindful of because we do have these platforms that we can speak from, but we can totally um, risk losing those people who who have the intentions of learning from us. Um, because it's something that we can speak for, you know, something that we may be um, knowledgeable of that they may not understand. But if we are, you know, just very like harsh in our rhetoric, we we will lose them altogether. So I think I, I can agree with him from that. Like, so I see it from both sides, like share the information, but be careful of how you share it because you will offend some people. And I know we don't want to tiptoe and, you know, walk on eggshells when we're talking about certain things, but sometimes you have to in order to get your message across. Burger said Facebook is saying our time is up because even now mail sounds cracked up. Um, it, it's not just us two. Um, we're going to try to get through it. Bear with us. Uh, we're going to wrap up in the next minute or two, but um, I, I appreciate your comments, Mel. I appreciate what you're saying. I appreciate you coming from that vantage point and you being able to see that vantage point. That is much appreciated. Yeah, um, it's it's all about branding and it's all about mes messaging when you are trying to um, create momentum for a movement. Um, and this isn't just a problem within our communities and some of the activism that we endeavor with. This is a problem that is endemic to the Democratic Party. Um, cancel culture has become a little bit of a scourge 
throughout the liberalist movement because we are so quick to jump up on our high horse and belittle those who do not necessarily agree with us, even if they are riding with us. You know what I'm saying? So the, you know, the, the, uh, the LGBTQTI community and the black community have a lot of similarities within the context of their agenda. But if we are constantly confronting each other over relative issues, then we can't move forward on the major objective. You know what I'm saying? And those issues can be communicated so that we can we can get those into the overall agenda. But you can't be mad at me for thinking that that issue is less important than yours. You know, I'm not you. I'm not going to think that that's as important to me as it is to you. And that's okay. As long as I'm riding with you, I don't need, I don't need to, you know, that's okay. Like, say the message and say it in such a way where I can get it and I can ride with it. And then we all can ride together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's not somebody chewing ice on the mic. <laughs> but uh, cancel culture is bullshit. I don't um, support cancel culture. I have tried to step away from that. Now, I do cancel culture in real life. I will get rid of you in real life. Um, I'm even working on that. But just getting rid of somebody who makes one bad statement or one tone deaf statement, like no, especially not no goddamn J. Cole who has been riding with us and for us. We're not getting rid of him because he was a little tone deaf with his comments to no name. No, we're not doing it. And honestly, we, we, I don't even think he was tone deaf. It's all about perspective. Boom. And I, and I, I, I I'm gonna let Mel say that. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say anything. I'm gonna let a black woman say that. Thank and, you. And yeah, yeah. Um, we will work through this. Um, I'm gonna follow. No, I follow no name. I listened to her music before, but I didn't follow her. But I'm going to follow her because uh, J Cole told me to. J Cole said that no name is super intelligent, and we could all learn a lot from following her. So that's what I took from their little rap beef is that she's someone I should follow. So for everybody hating on J. Cole and mad at J. Cole, I'm following no name because J. Cole says she was brilliant. So, you know, take from that what you will, but he told me she's brilliant, so now I'm following her. I don't think he meant any ill intent. That's my take. But sisters, as we wrap this show up, I want to say that, uh, and I don't think I'm overstating it, we apologize for our lack of accountability and our lack of action. We understand we have underserved you. We understand we've taken advantage. We understand we've abused you. We understand. And I mean, we as in black men and we as in new and JB, we understand what we've done. It's clear to us now. And we understand to a degree what we must do. And I expect what we must do going forward is going to change based on our understanding. But as of right now, to a degree, we understand what we must do and we're, and we're willing to do it. Yeah. Um, fi final comments on this issue. Um, we're, we're sorry for what you've experienced. We're sorry for the pain that you have endured. Um, 
not only directly by us through our own personal abuses and transgressions and mistakes, but also through us in our inaction and our inability to stand up and protect, but also to empower and respect you. Um, I can't change what happened in the past, but I can change how I'm gonna move in the future, ladies. And so my promise to you is that I will move in, a few, in the future in a way that is conducive to success. What that also means is, as New mentioned earlier, we're trying to go to the fucking moon, y'all. Like, don't be dumb. That's what the fuck it is. We're trying to get to the moon. We're trying to surmount racism. We're trying to enact a quote unquote peaceful revolution within a country. We need to be moving together. And I make this commitment to you, my black women. I am going to step forward. I am going to step forward and do the work. I am going to step forward and listen to what you have to say about these issues. I am going to step forward and understand that if you're in a situation with a group of men around you or somebody is talking to you some kind of way and you glance over at me like, nigga, like, do you see what this nigga is doing? I'm going to I'm going to step up and be like, whoa, hey, what's up, brother? Like, you know, I'm not trying to cock block or nothing, but. You know, this lady is uncomfortable right now. We supposed to be protecting our females, right? I'm going to say that. I'm going to say that out loud. That is my commitment to you. And Mel, again, following those lines, literally putting those words into action, I wanted to allow you to have the final statement on this issue. Yeah, and Mel, before you go, that, that applies to online too. That applies to Facebook and Twitter battles as I've been having with, you know, like Emil alluded to, one of our peoples um, having those battles out loud on Facebook, on social media, and in person. So so it goes, it goes, um, it's twofold, trifold, like doing it on social media, doing it face-to-face, -face, doing it when you, uh, responding to it correctly when you hear about it. Like, I don't think that right now uh, a woman could tell me like, man, I was with this nigga yesterday. He said, da, 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 da. and I'm not going to have like, really? Wh who was it? Right. Do I know this nigga? Know? Right. What's, what's his number? Right. Because I, I think real nigga shit, it's got to be that extreme. Yes. It's got to be like, hey, John, yeah, what's up? It's new. Uh, who's new? Uh, well, I'm friends with Mel. Okay, what's up? I just want to talk to you a little bit, man. Um, coming at you, you know, not on you know aggressive shit, not trying to you know no bullshit. But do you think like I, I want to talk to you about some of the things you said? And I think it has to kind of get to that point. And I think that um JB hit the nail on the head. And I think it kind of has to be that way until we get to a, a a level playing field, and then it can be more normal. But I think it's going to take the abnormal to get us to where we need to be. And um. On that note, well, I think what you're asking for is people to mature to a level that allows them are prepared to <laughs> to to engage in that conversation on. Um, because, like, I think a lot of guys, if you were to call them out of the blue on behalf of another woman, they'd be instantly like uh, defensive about their behavior. But 
we have to have those conversations. Black people, we have to have these uncomfortable conversations with each other. Um, and you know what it means regardless. when it starts getting defensive? It means that you made a goddamn point and that they're having difficulty. Yeah, you did. And dogs holler. Hit dogs definitely holler. And um, but a lot of times when you hit that dog, they don't want to hear what you got to say afterwards. So if the if the woman hasn't uh already broached that subject with them, you know, and kind of presented it to them like, hey, this is how you make me feel, and they've you know gotten defensive, but uh aren't necessarily but well are open to hearing it from another man, then you can broach that subject with them. But if they're not like there are a lot of immature people who aren't prepared to have those conversations. But we have to have those conversa- conversations within our community regarding how we treat each other. Um, because if we don't have those conversations, we will never make progress on these things. It, it's a lot like racism. Like, you, we, we all have to... Black people are, asked, are being asked to do a lot of things that are making us uncomfortable right now. But we got to have these uncomfortable conversations with our with each other and with the others, um, with our allies. Yeah. And some of them are not our allies, you know, but, you know, that's a whole other show. Yeah. Um, but we have to have these conversations, regardless of how they may make you feel. I know I don't like having them sometimes. Um, shit, I've been having this has been an ongoing conversation with these guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, Two, three years ago, this was very uncomfortable for me. But like it's it just comes to a point where uh, number one, I'm comfortable with myself and confident enough with myself to be able to engage in these kinds of debates. Um, I don't know which okay, are y'all still there? Right. Yeah, we I guess so. Um yeah, y'all had blacked out for a second. I was like <laughs> Where they at? I'm sorry. <laughs> we left. We got sick of listening to but that shit. Nah, I'm joking. That's a joke. That's a joke. Kickbackers. Get joke. him. Get JB. Just get him on Twitter. The Black joke. Twitter. Get JB. <laughs> cancel cancel JB. Like, no wait, that's gonna cancel the podcast. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Don't right. cancel the podcast. Y'all are too important. Y'all are having conversations that black people don't want to have, saying things that are on people's minds that um, they're just not uh, comfortable comfortable enough with expressing. So please, black Twitter, don't cancel them. <laughs> they are yeah. the black CNN. We need this voice. We need this outlet. Black CNN. Um, yeah. Goddamn right. Goddamn right. We, we, um, we got to have- Mel killing Nats with her bare hands? Yeah, she's like a superwoman. I did. I'm, a, I'm like Obama out here. Do you remember when he kill, killed that fly? Hey. Well, he was like, yes, <laughs> "Hey, real, real niggas, fucking fly, fuck that shit, you know." All flies, fly, all flies matter. No, fly lives matter. Fucking no. fly, fucking nah, fly. Fuck nah, I'm, 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 I'm killing flies, and and all, and all of these, and all of these little problems within ourselves are like flies. We gotta. We got to be quick. We got to be reactive. We got to be perceptive, and we got to just kill them so they don't bug us anymore. So we can keep, perfectly we said. keep working and moving through the jungle and get to the promised land. It's just perfectly that simple. said. Perfectly said. I want to shout out to our black women um, that have their voices heard, that feel they are not heard, 
and they haven't given up yet. We're listening. We're bringing as many black men with us as we can. It may not be at the speed you want or you deserve, and it may not you know, be at the pace you deserve, but we are doing the work. And we understand that the most important thing when it comes to this black race is protecting black women. We understand that. And it's just going to take a little bit of work to get every black man to understand that. But we love you, we value you, and we listen. We are listening to you. And that's that that's just, you know, that's that. We're listening. And we're we're implementing uh we're taking action based on yes. what you're telling us. Yes. Um we're we're not excusing you of your shortcomings, but that's 2021. We're not doing that this year. 2021. We'll have that talk. But um, I want to thank Mel for being on the show and for helping to guide us along this journey over the last what three four years yes we've been having these conversations yes yes thank you thank you mel for being our 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 conscious for being our jiminy cricket if you will on our shoulder you call mel a cricket that's fucked up i called her jiminy cricket a different a different cricket entirely like Jiminy Cricket was a bad motherfucker. Anyway, as me don't don't gangster geek on me. No, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not. I'm I don't want to have that conversation. No, absolutely <laughs> not. Absolutely not. Well, but, but, well, thank you, Mel. Um, we appreciate you, and all, all all of our sisters that couldn't be here tonight on the show, that have been helping to guide us and influence us and educate us on the things that we didn't know, or the things we overlooked, or the things we just didn't see. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to all of you. Shout out to the brothers that's been like, hey, new, did you ever think of this? Hello? Okay. I don't know what just happened. Guys, uh, just anything, any last words? Fellas? Huh? Uh, she she said something yeah. like this. Cut her off. Can you hear okay. us? Any last like, words, man? Hello, hello, hello. Yeah, we yeah we we, we uh, gonna get up out of here. We we doing la- final words, final words, man. Uh shit. Uh, love each other. That's all I got. Love each other. Don't be afraid to have those uncomfortable conversations because we got to in order for us to make progress. Thanks. Last words. Good night and God bless. Love you very much. We will see you guys next Monday. Look out for us on drive time tomorrow morning on your way to work. Um, Amen. That's it. Last words is listen to each other. Understand what each other is saying and do the work to fix it. So do the work to fix it. Yep. Do the work to fix it. Yep. Do the work fixed. Yep. Uno.